here to sugarcoat I'm sorry about you Too much shelter causes pain Let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down Avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through you, me and you Let's keep it real honest Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I had a request to do another story behind the song. And before anyone gets really excited, no, this is not from the EP. Um, the situation ship is over. We're no longer hanging out. We're still friends. I'm just, we're no longer hanging out. I'm no longer obsessed with him. I'm no longer in love with him. Like, sorry to disappoint. Everything's fine. I'm not depressed, but I just know a lot of you were like waiting for a happy love story and like didn't happen. So sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just kind of over it. I just, <laughs> I know no one's going to believe me. So it's like a hot mess, but I kind of just woke up one day and I texted Cameron and I was like, I don't think I love him anymore. <laughs> so there's your update on that. And we're diving way back into the archives this week instead of doing one of the more recent ones. Um, so I'm going to play you guys one of the first songs that I ever wrote. It is called No More Pretending. Enjoy or hate it. I hate it. So you probably won't, maybe you won't enjoy. I don't know, but here it is. No more waiting, no crying, no 
I apologize for the sound quality burning your ears. I don't, all the stuff I wrote in high school, I had the files are on an old computer. So I only have these songs on my phone and I don't like any of them enough to re-record them. So I can't just like pull the file into GarageBand and adjust the sound or anything. I'm literally like holding my phone up to the microphones. That's the only way I can get it on here. So, uh, so sorry. Okay. This is gonna, whew, this is going to be a painful experience for me. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this story. Um, I don't, I don't even know the story. So let me walk through the lyrics and figure it out. Okay. Setting the stage. I for sure wrote this song when I was in ninth grade. Um, this is the third boy that I ever loved because there was sweet, sweet Chris in middle school. And of course there was Cameron. Um, and so this boy, hmm, let's call, let's call him Joe. Cause I don't know anyone named Joe. Um, <laughs> so I met Joe when I was like a little girl. Um, this is another person that I went to church with and did not go to school with. So I literally only saw him on Sundays and his family also did not attend every Sunday like mine did. So it wasn't even like frequent that I would see him. Um, but somehow we became like best friends, like me and Cameron and Joe, like the three of us were best friends. And for some reason, (laughs) these were like, when I got my first, like, my sisters and I had to share a cell phone. When we first got one. Um, so when, when it, when we were old enough that like we each got our own cell phone, it was like Cameron and Joe were like the only people whose numbers I had. They're like the only two that I talked to all the time. And quite frankly, I don't remember how that happened. Um, but I do know that like the two of them were my best friends. Like all three of us were best friends. And I also had a crush on both of them. <laughs> and this was very much a game to Joe. So like Cameron and I are the same age and then Joe's a year older and he was just very like always playing with me and constantly going back and forth. And he like, he was the, he's the first toxic relationship that I was ever in. And oh my God, it unfortunately lasted for so many years. Um, but he loved the attention of me being in love with him and he wanted to keep it around for as long as possible. So he would pretend that he was in love with me, like to keep me around. And of course, like I was 13, 14 when this started. So I had no idea like what was going on. Um, but you know, he, my feelings for him (laughs) launched my love of songwriting. So this is absolutely the first song that I ever wrote. I mean, my sisters and I wrote some song together back in the day. Um, I will not play those for you probably ever because I don't think my sisters would be happy if anyone in the world heard those. (laughs) Um, but this is this is definitely the first song that I wrote like by myself in terms of like 
music lyrics produced did background vocals this is my first like real quote-unquote song okay so walking through the lyrics I'm sitting tight as the days go by, wondering if you know how I feel inside. Oh, I hate everything about this. First of all, what 14-year-old says sit tight? I, I, I don't know that I ever used that phrase. That doesn't make any sense. I wasn't really wondering if he knew how I felt inside. Um, I think I said that because it rhymed. I don't think there was ever a time that he did not know. Like, I think I first developed a crush on this boy when I met him. And I think I was six. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that he knew from the moment that I first saw him that I was obsessed with him. And he milked it for all it was worth. And while I did not know that he was maliciously toying with me at the time... I did know that he knew that I loved him. Like that was very apparent. Like every everyone and their mother was aware of this. I love your smile, but even more than that, I love the look in your eye when you look at me. We've got chemistry. Oh, it was, I, I was just so focused on rhyming. I think that's all I cared about. He did have a nice smile. I, he still has a nice smile, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't seen or talked to him in years because honestly, the last conversation I had with him when we were both adults was it was only like three, four years ago and it was awful. And he did the same shit that he was doing when we were children. So, whew, never speaking to him again in my life. But anyway, yeah, I mean, sure, we had chemistry. I don't know that 14-year-old me knew what that meant. I'm sure she read it in a book. <laughs> like, I don't know. All it takes is one of us to start this thing for real. Don't waste time. Just make that first move and show me how you feel. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I don't even know what to say about this. Um, I think I was sad that he hadn't asked me out. I, If I remember correctly... There was a lot of weird, he like kept trying to pit Cameron and I against each other because he knew that I also liked Cameron and Cameron also liked me, but Joe didn't like me. He just didn't want me to date Cameron because he wanted me to keep liking him. Um, So that's what he kept giving me as like the reason we weren't together. Like he would call me some nights um, and would just be like, hey, like, I really care about you. Like, you know that I think you're so pretty and, like, I would love for us to be together, but, like, I don't want to hurt Cameron's feelings. Like, he's my best friend. He's your best friend. And, like, we need to just, like, keep this on the DL so that we don't hurt him. And so I think that's why the part of the song, I was like, let's just be out in the open. Just announce it. Just tell the world that you love me. But, like, he didn't love you, sweetheart. Okay, chorus. No more pretending and no more games. I'm sick of lying to myself about you, baby. Oh my god, I did not call anyone baby at that age. Um, you need to know that I'm all in. <laughs> With you is where I want to be. Um, truly, I don't know where. I just think this is horrible. I think all of it is horrible. Um, there's not even a story here. It's like none of these lyrics are like specific to him at all like this could be about anyone (laughs) this could be about literally anything and anyone anywhere um 
I don't know. I don't really know why I would have said no more pretending and no more games because I think that I wrote this before he started like really playing games. Um, unless I was just referring to the whole like, I like you, but I don't like you. And sometimes he would say like, God, I don't know if this was around the time that I would have written this song though. Um, but I already started it. So whatever. I, sometimes he would say like, he was worried that about us, like pursuing a relationship because our moms were close friends and he thought that it would affect their friendship if we didn't work out. That was an excuse that he used for like 10 years. Um, so it could have been a little of that. I don't know. I was, I know that there was a time that he liked my sister. He put a lot of time into like, he was texting me every day asking like, how old do you guys have to be to date? Like, does your dad own a gun? (laughs) Like if someone tried to date you, like before you were old enough to date, like what would he do? And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to ask me. (laughs) And then there was a, we went to a movie. I remember like Joe was leading the pack and he picked the aisle that we were going to sit in. And he waved like, each of my sisters to go past him and then whoever else was with us. And then he made a point for like me and him to sit next to each other at the end of the row. And then during that movie, he held my hand and he kept whispering to me like more of these questions of like, are you sure that your dad wouldn't kill someone that wanted to date one of you and like blah, blah, blah. And then, so like, I'm thinking that he's going to ask me out. And then a few days later, he says like, hey, so have you talked to your sister yet? And I was like, about what? And he was like, I'm taking her on a date. (laughs) And I was like, what? And of course, like me being a girl, because we're just taught to hate each other and we never immediately go to the boy child being a hot mess. Like I get pissed off at my sister and I like scream at her and then I don't talk to her for days and I'm so distraught and I'm so depressed because he was apparently just grilling me for information so that he could ask out my sister and she didn't even tell me that like he had asked her out and oh my god it was a, a whole hot mess. But I feel like that whole mess would have been after this song, but truly I don't remember. I have zero recollection of the timeline. (laughs) Okay. Verse two is I see you watching me from across the room. (laughs) I know you, I know you're thinking of me. Well, boy, I'm thinking about you too. What will it take to get you over here? Because we can't leave. We can't keep this thing between us hanging in the air. (laughs) Um, once again, I think I was just concerned about rhyming because (laughs) I don't, I don't know that I ever thought he was watching me again. We didn't go to school together and he wasn't at church most weekends. So I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine that we ever would have been staring at each other at church. I mean, maybe if like I was in the way that my parents church is set up is like, they have the, you go into the sanctuary and the choir stand is like up above the pool pit. And then there's also a, there's balcony seating for, um, like members of the church. So if you are in the choir stand, you're kind of at the same level, I think maybe a little below the balcony. 
And I remember that he would always sit in the balcony. So maybe I thought we were staring at each other <laughs> because I was in the choir stand and he was in the balcony. And it was probably, I was probably just staring at him. And as far as what will it take to get you over here, that just rhymed because there literally, there was no, <laughs> I, we were children. I mean, like he was not, <laughs> he was not coming to me. I was not going to him. Like, literally anything that we ever did was like facilitated by our parents or our older sisters. Like I just don't, I don't think there was even there. Yeah. This is a hot mess. Uh, the second chorus is exactly the same as the first chorus. So we're going to skip over that. <laughs> okay. The bridge is no more waiting, no crying, no delaying, no pretending over and over and over again. Um, I think this is a combination of, I didn't know how to write a bridge and I was just looking for words that ended in ing so that they would rhyme. There's, there's no story here. Like this is truly just a terrible song. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Um, wow. But you know, I, that boy got a lot of songs. Like I wrote him, honestly, I'm trying to, I'm like pulling it up on my phone right now to like, look it up, but I am like humiliated to even like say so many. Oh my God. This is the absolute worst. I can't even, what a nightmare. Um, okay. So I only still have recordings of three of his songs. But yeah, wow. I mean, I definitely, the majority of the songs that I wrote in high school were about him. I definitely like was talking to him in between anyone else that I dated in high school. Um, We still talked for a hot second in college and then after college talked for a hot second and it just was the same story every time. And then I finally like, figured it out when I became an adult I do have like a um the the one the one like positive I guess in this song is that this was when I was learning how to use garage bands so like that what I played at the top of the episode um is the acoustic version of this song and this is is also the first song that I figured out how to like use Apple loops in GarageBand and like picked instruments that I liked and stuff to find all of the like backing stuff. So I did actually think that was pretty cool that I was able to like build an actual track that I didn't hate. Um, and the other two songs that I, I like, I did improve. So actually this will be, this will be an exciting adventure if I go through all of his songs, because then you guys will get more of the story but also um the you will see the evolution of the songs is more the purpose here (laughs) um because they do get better as we go on i promise um but here is the um what do you call it it's like the acoustic version and the not acoustic version this is the not acoustic version i'm sitting tight as the days go by wondering if you know how i feel inside All it takes is one of us. 
we were still friends just so that I could like play this for him and we could laugh about it together because he's never heard any of his songs like of every boy that I've ever loved in my life this one got the like I wrote like 20 songs about him and he's never heard any of them I don't think he even knows that I have ever written a song about him um but he's just like a really bad guy so I'm like not even interested in like reaching out even to have the experience but what I did remember while playing this second version was this is actually not the first song that I ever wrote the first song that I ever wrote was Cameron's song um and I was looking through I have 22 songs on my high school out like I call it my high school album so I think I wrote like 40 something songs I recorded 22 of them um, but of those 22 that are recorded, some of them are multiple versions. So like there's three No More Pretendings because I have three different versions of it. And then I have another song that has two or three different versions. So there's not actually 22 songs. It's probably like 16 or 17 because of the ones that have multiple versions. And Cameron's song is like toward the end of the album. And that's why I couldn't find it when I was looking earlier because I like re... <laughs> This is awful, Cameron. I'm so sorry. Um, but my the guy I dated at the end of high school was so upset that I had written all these songs um, for Joe. And that the first one I like, I was like, well, I only wrote one song for Cameron. And he's like, yeah, but it was the first. <laughs> so it's still like more special. And I can't believe like you never wrote a song for me. And he got so, so upset that I hadn't written a song for him that I... I had to write him a song for a birthday gift and I could not come up with anything. So I repurposed Cameron's song. I like rewrote and re-recorded Cameron's song and I changed some of the lyrics and I told him that I wrote it for him. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'll play that one for you guys at some point because it's not terrible. Okay, so I don't hate the track. I just hate the lyrics. <laughs> They're so bad. But I mean, for 14, okay, like, you haven't really lived. You, you don't know much. 
Um, and at least it has two verses and a chorus and sort of a bridge. I wouldn't really call it a bridge, but you know, it, it's, it's on its way. It, one of my friends in high school loved this song, um, which was, which was awesome. Like writing songs in high school was so much fun because we'd have sleepovers all the time. And whenever I, they would always be like, did you write a new song? Did you write a new song? And like, I would always play my new songs for my friends, like at our slumber parties. And one of them, like, um, wanted a recording of this like so badly, but this was back when we all had flip phones. Could you even record on those? I don't know, but we all had, you know, like no one had, you know, smartphones weren't a thing. So we didn't like, we couldn't record it, but she would, she would like sing it to me at lunch sometimes. And she's, she's like, it's stuck in my head. No, I pretend it. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad you like it. And I'm sure I liked it at the time too, <laughs> but yikes. Um, one of my friends that I played this for more recently was like, this could be on the Disney channel. Like, yeah, why not? Um, and that honestly would be my dream to like, write write The cutesy little songs for the kids falling in love on Disney. Like how fun would that be? If you listened to the last story behind the song I did, like uh, the song that I wrote, what, two months ago as an adult, you can see, I mean, I hope you think the lyrics are a million times better. This song really wasn't processing my feelings. Like I'm really not saying anything. (laughs) So like, I mean, I guess I'm saying I like you in so many words and I like you and I think you like me too, I guess is the message of the song. But I feel like I'm really not saying anything. Like I didn't really explore anything and didn't really go anywhere. Um, I think this was probably like I was taking guitar lessons and I probably knew like five chords and I figured out that like I could just do this strumming pattern over and over and I I think it was it was more built that way um where I only I truly only know for sure that this song is about jokes I have it written in my notebook with my lyrics like in the um in my songwriting notebook they're all like, I have the title of the song and then in parentheses, it's like boy's name <laughs> song. And it's it's just a way for me to remember like who I wrote the song about because really some of them are like, I mean, I some of them are super generic, but that's also what I love about songwriting is that there are pieces of history where it's just like, as much as I hate this and listening to it makes me cringe. Um, I remember loving the process of making it like when I was able to play through the whole song on the guitar and sing along with it and then when I was able to find like when I like I built that track myself where like it's not good you know but I mean like I made it like I picked the drums and I picked the piano and I picked the guitar and like made them all fit together and like layered them and did all the backing vocals myself and like I thought I was really doing a lot and I like that I have this like kind of time capsule to see like what I did over time because I think at that point I remember that when I was writing songs in high school it would take me like weeks to record them like the the actual like writing the lyrics would take me like an hour um and then 
figuring out the music and especially if I was trying to make a track, it would take me weeks. Um, and just for like frame of reference, (laughs) the EP that I wrote, um, the man that I loved a couple months ago, what were there, what are there six songs on there? I wrote, I mean, I definitely, I wrote the six songs, I think over the course of three or four weeks, but like, I want to say each song took give or take three hours to like write, record and produce. So like I did the whole EP like in a day in terms of like how much time it actually took me. Whereas like when I was writing this stuff in high school, I mean, I remember like I would be working on the track, like in my closet really late at night. I would do it like between like whatever bedtime was, like, I don't know, 9 p.m. until like two, three in the morning, I'd be working on the track and then I'd go to sleep and like I'd go to school and I would be like thinking about lyrics and music all day and then as soon as I got home from school which was probably at like 3 30 like I would do my homework and then work on the song so I probably was maybe spending three four hours a day on this and it probably took me four or five weeks to complete so I mean for someone who like didn't touch garage band at all for the last like 15 years I'm pretty impressed at how fast I wrote that EP Um, But also, like, now I write songs to process my feelings. And I think it's really, really cool to know and understand. Because in the past, I think I definitely did not write this song to process any feelings. I think it was more like I wanted to be a singer. And I knew that, like, singers, like, I think I knew that singers can be more successful when they can write their own music. Um, I can't remember if I was a Swifty yet because I vividly, I know the friend who introduced me to Taylor Swift and I know that she and I met in the eighth grade, but I don't know that we really became friends until the 10th grade. So I can't remember if I was listening to Taylor when I was in ninth grade or if that started in 10th. Um, but either way, that's one of the things that like I loved so much about Taylor when she was brand new is that she was writing her own music. Um, but she was like really telling stories and like feeling things. And I feel like I didn't really have like this song does not tell a story. <laughs> I didn't have a story to tell. I just had a guitar and garage band and was like trying to make something. And now I absolutely hate it. But I mean, I loved it so much at the time. Like it was fun. But yeah, let me know what you guys <laughs> What do you guys think of this song? Would you would you have rocked out to this in your bedroom in the early 2000s? <laughs> Gosh, I cannot even. For the hard conversation of the week, I'll tell you about the last conversation I ever had with Joe. So we saw each other somewhere. He gave me his new number. I texted him. And like the first thing he like asked me to come over and give him a blowjob. And I was like... No. Um, And then he got mad that I wouldn't suck his dick. So he 
our our moms are still friends. So he called his mom and told her that he had seen me and talked to me and I was severely depressed and he was really concerned about me and like thought that I needed to see a doctor or something, which didn't make any sense because he and I had not even had like, I wasn't depressed at the time, but also we hadn't had a conversation. (laughs) So I was like, what's wrong with you? And so of course she called my mom and then my mom called me and my mom was very like, can you just not talk to him anymore? (laughs) And it's one of those things that it's just like, I wish that she would have been like, like, did she tell his mom to like, just don't bring this stuff to me anymore? You know, like, am I the only one that was said, can you guys just not like, did his mom, did his mom tell him? Can you just not, did my mom tell his mom? Can you just not, I don't know. I don't think anyone did. Um, but I ended up like, I called him and I was just like, look, (laughs) you have been doing this since we were 13 and 14. And like, I'm sorry that you're mad that I'm not your plaything anymore. And when you say jump, I'm not saying how high I'm saying no thanks, but like, I don't need you to make up stories. Like that's just stupid. And if you're mad at me, be mad at me, but there's no reason to like drag our moms into it. Also, that's just weird. (laughs) Cause we're like in our mid twenties. Can we not and literally his response to me was like, I'm proving a point because you've been acting like you want something to happen between us for 10 years. And I just knew that you were never going to make anything happen. And I was like, bro, like you've never taken me on a date. And so that's like, <laughs> that's how you're proving that nothing's ever going to happen here. What? <laughs> just like, what? And so I just hung up and never spoke to him again. So I guess that wasn't really a hard conversation. It was actually quite easy, (laughs) but I, you know, I couldn't have the conversation all through high school, all through college. Like it took me, it it took me like 10 years (laughs) of like loving him on and off and like him being in and out of my life and like my best friend and nothing before I was like able to get to a point to have that conversation. So I guess that counts. That makes it hard. Movie rack of the week because spooky time is upon us and because it was my favorite movie when I was in high school, Halloween Town. Like everybody go watch Halloween Town. I'm I'm psyched. I'm so that's like my this is that's another reason I love the holidays. Because it's like every end of September and all of October, I'm just rewatching all the Halloween towns, the Twitches movies, the Descendants movies, like just living my best life.